Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. If you wrap foil around that, just like the little bit of the base part of the banana where the fruit is, wrap foil around that top and they will last longer. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Who needs your bananas to last longer, though? Look, I don't want to go to the store they're, every other day for bananas. They're eight so... cents each. What the hell are you talking about? What's going on? You're going to wrap them in foil? They're better when they're just a little green. Yeah. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Too much work. Not that much trouble, really. Too much work. Says the guy that's got a spreadsheet with 3,000 fantasy teams. On WGR Sports Radio 550. The foil costs more than the fruit. I bought bananas today. I I went shopping today. Every time I buy bananas, I think about that conversation. Because you put them on the scale. You put, you know... I. Bananas are kind of like back toward the back of the produce section where I shop. So today, for example, pretty this is pretty typical. Uh, I've got the list. Broccoli was on the list. I didn't write it. Uh, broccoli, apples, pears, blueberries. Margot, the dog, loves blueberries. Mm-hmm. So every time we go shopping now, the big box of blueberries. So spoiled. Um, iceberg lettuce. Kiwi was on the list today. Wow. And you go and you... Not all of them, but you know, you you put them in the bag and you weigh these things. And the kiwi, how many? Four. Four kiwi, which was like, I don't know, $3 or something like that. More than three. I think like three twenty nine maybe. Um, and you weigh the broccoli, a few bucks. You weigh the bananas. There's like eight. A dollar thirty. Something like that. A dollar thirty. Not even the organic. Um, uh, just... Just buy some more. You could do it. I, I, yeah, I want them fresh for as long as can be. It's not It's not about cost as much as it's just I, I want them to be good. Yeah. Longer. I, I, I'm not sure this qualifies as a rabbit hole, but Uh-oh. I'm just, you know, this happens all the time. You, you think of something, you say it, you're not 100% sure, you, you, you get to the commercial, you want to check. So this this uh, quote stat I mentioned to uh, Connor Rogers, like Allen and first round receivers, mm-hmm. it's correct that Kelvin Benjamin is the only receiver to Allen has played with in the NFL that was picked in the first round. Yes, Kincaid, you know Leonard Fournette. I mean, they've been there have been other skill position players mm-hmm. uh, who were first round picks, but Benjamin is the only wide receiver to qualify. It's not. 
I said maybe in that conversation earlier, is it first round or is it even like first two days? It's not first two days. There have been several third round picks uh, to play for the Bills in these recent years. Emmanuel Sanders is one. Uh, John Brown maybe is also one. I'm not sure, but Sanders definitely is. And there are a couple of others, uh, including Terrell Pryor, who played for the Bills in 2018, but Allen did not start the game. Nathan Peterman started the game, so he didn't play. Allen didn't play with Pryor, but I just I, sort of a, an interesting name to remember. Former quarterback who the Bills signed, and he started at wide receiver. In a game for the Bills, you'll remember the game against the Bears. It's incredible how recent that is. It is. It, me, I know. It, right? it is. Just, wow. So I'm on, I'm on that box score, because that's a fun, mm-hmm. not in a great way, game to sort of remember. Yeah. yeah. The Bills lost 41-9 to uh, with Peterman starting instead of an injured Josh Allen. First downs in the game, Bills 22, Bears 11. Mm. How do you have double the first downs and lose 41-9? to that happened. Oh. And Pryor had two catches. His only two catches he ever had for the Bills were in this game. And similarly, somebody who w- was a part of this, but has been a part of this, but did not uh, like produce, there's a second-round wide receiver pick who is on the team now. In fact, technically, there are two. Andy Isabella was picked in the second round. All right. He got one target this year incomplete, so he doesn't have a catch from Allen, but second-round pick. Going back to the beginning of Allen's career, Zay Jones was a second-round pick, and they were on the team together. And back to this year's team, he hasn't played yet, but the Bills signed him recently to their, whatever it's called, reserve future roster. K.J. Hamler from Penn State, who had been with Denver and had had different injuries, including something serious. He had something like not quite an injury, but something else that kept him. a health scare of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Heart, maybe something else, but the Bills signed him. He's interesting, uh, but no, no firsts other than Benjamin, right. which goes back to the first year traded for. Well, he was traded for in seventeen. Traded for in seventeen. Allen was here. That's and right. It was a holdover, and then they eventually figured out like that mid midway through whatever. Um, the idea was big catch radius, so they liked the idea of Benjamin and Andre Holmes. I think fit that profile kind of. He wasn't as big as Benjamin. Uh, but still a bigger guy, and they realized like what we need is guys that can separate more, um, and they sort of shifted their focus there midstream, and that's how you end up with John Brown and Cole Beasley. Uh, that offseason, eventually you get your way to Diggs. <clears throat> but starting out, it was, yeah, big guys that can out you know jump, basically. Um, <clears throat> Allen's first touchdown pass is to Benjamin in the final minute of Allen's first start late against the Chargers okay. at home after they were destroyed in the opener in Baltimore with Peterman starting. First touchdown pass in the league. Kelvin Benjamin, you can't take that away from him. It's no. also his last season. Right. He went back. He went to the Giants for a, a training camp, part of a training camp, maybe as a tight end, pretty recently. But 2018 with the Bills is the end of Benjamin's NFL career. Inactive uh, for the playoff game. Wait, actually, no. He it, <laughs> there was not a Bills playoff game that year. He was either, he was either released or traded to Kansas City. Yeah, he was not here at at the end. No, he went to in Kansas 18. City and yeah. he was inactive for their playoff games. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, in twenty twenty eighteen season, 
he would have played in the playoff game in 17, I imagine. Um, probably. Let me check that. I know You're listening made, to live coverage of recapping Kelvin Benjamin's career. He did one for nine against Jacksonville. His, the, maybe the biggest play he made is about, outside of this Allen touchdown. He caught like the other longish pass in the crazy Colt snow game was uh, Peterman to him before Peterman got knocked out of the game, and then Joe Webb ended up playing, and he made the big pay, play to Deontay Thompson. Sure. That helped them win the game. But there was a pass, like a maybe a 20 to 30-yard pass to Benjamin in that snow game. Touchdown. From, from Peterman. No, I don't think a touchdown. I think it was just down the right sideline for a first down, and maybe they scored something on the drive. I, I, but I don't think he scored a touchdown on the play. Or but did he, he did in the game. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, he scored the first touchdown of that game. I am kind of like so I said I used the word fried earlier. This doesn't help you listening at all, but so kind of fried by like the the hyper analysis of the loss and the season and the, you know Sean McDermott, guys calling in today to, to complain that the Bills didn't replace him with Belichick. Like I'm just kind of a little bit sort of needing a break. Um and this what it turned I wanted to just double check my work so I'm doing this kind of <laughs> right. searching for and I'm just it, it has put a smile on my face looking at some of these names talking about Do you still have that box open is the touchdown a, a big play or is it a shorter play 8 yards Okay then so I'm think there's a there's a longer pass down the right sideline going toward the tunnel end zone that Benjamin makes a makes a catch on He did have a tw- 21 yard catch There it is that's it then Deontay Thompson 1 for 34 and 0 that day. LaShawn McCoy, 32 for 156. My God, 32 carries. In the snow. Frank Gore, 36 for 130 for Indianapolis. Frank Gore was on Indianapolis mm-hmm. before he came here. Right, that's the year before he came here, I think, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Got to be. Yeah. What else do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Any, any questions? What how, else do you want well, to know? I, well, I, I don't need. To, I don't really need to ask unless you really want me to indulge you. Like how, how, that that game, the end of that game is a mess for the like the, oh Col- the, Col- the Colts. There's it's so good. There's right, a, maybe a missed extra point and then then a go for two. Like just so they they score. The Bills are winning seven six. Colts are driving under two minutes. Jacoby Brissett to Jack Doyle. Three-yard touchdown with 116 left. They go for two. After each team calls a timeout, the Colts (laughs) called a timeout, and then the Bills had to see how they lined up and call that other timeout. And guess what happened? The Colts scored anyway. What do you know? The the defensive Mm. timeout backfired. But there was a penalty. So the two-point play does not count. Kamar Aiken, former Bill, offensive pass interference, probably a pick, yeah, for Doyle. So then they kick the extra point from the twenty-five in the blizzard and make it. Vinatieri. It's pretty good. Yeah, the Bills get the ball back one sixteen and are picked off. Right. Joe Webb intercepted on a pass for Charles Clay, and the Colts take over at the twenty-eight. Gore for three. Brissett spike forty-three yard field goal attempt. No good. So it's a tie game. You said seven six, and then said the Colts scored. So I got a little confused there for a sec. Just the way. Okay, th- sorry. They, they scored to make it seven six. It was seven nothing before right. all of that. Eventually, kicked the extra point. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Uh, wow. Yeah. And then they missed that field goal, and then it goes to overtime, and McCoy 
On the sec, the Bills' second possession of overtime. Makes snow angels eventually. Yes, 21-yard touchdown run. That's a fun game to look back on. I so, agree. That was fun. Sunday's game, not a fun game to look back on. No, not so much. So this, um, the, what's, what's the point of all of this, this coming up here? That the Bills don't have a elite, have not had an elite prospect from the draft at wide receiver during the duration of this successful, you know, mostly successful run. They have not, they have had Stephon Diggs, who's been one of the very best in the, in the league, but with Davis having his success, Brown and Beasley and so on, it doesn't, this is not going to matter to everybody, but no like real blue chip guy. And it's definitely been talked about. Uh, Remember Brandon Bean after last year's loss, Talking about, um, well, this is a different point, but how like we haven't been bad enough to get a guy like Jamar Chase, right? And they weren't bad enough this year to draft that early again either. But maybe, like Connor Rogers said, I think many are saying this now. Early looks at the draft, Senior Bowl coming up. We're starting to ramp up here as the season ends um, at twenty eight, which I think you told me is their draft yes, position. Exactly right. They might be able to do great at receiver. It sounds like it's that rich. I think there's, yeah, there looks like there's, you know, not like last year, like there there were some really good guys, and then there were the guys that hit that were two, you know, day two, day three even. Um, but the first round last year only had the, the you know, the, the four guys that went all in a row there right before the Bills picked. Like that was it. Right? I'm not forgetting about somebody that was higher up, right? Nobody no. went until... 20, 21, 22, 23. Right. So... Um, you know, last year was maybe a tougher year to be in the market this year. Yeah. You've, you've said it, I've read it. Um, there's as many as seven guys that are at this point, depending on where you're looking projected to be first round picks. And there's like, there's a cluster at the top and then there's sort of a cluster from 20 down, uh, as well. So maybe you've got to look at one of those guys. You know, Brandon Bean has not been shy about moving up. Maybe they've got a guy they really like. They'll they'll go from twenty eight to twenty five or something, a little bit like they did last year to get Kincaid. Um, I, I would bet on it. Yeah. So um, they should be able to. I, I feel like finally, like the need, the way they sounded on Tuesday talking about it, and the way the season ended. And what the what their salary cap situation is. I mean, they're just not, you know, I feel like I'm being taunted by pro football focus with these Michael Pittman graphics. Like, mm, you like, are. Where's his, you know, where's the best place for him or, you know, most logical landing spot? It's like the Colts, the Bills, and then I don't know who else. They're like, what are you doing to me? Those are not going to be able to go get one of the biggest whales in free agency at any position and add them to their team. I mean, I just that would be stunning. So it's going to have to be the draft. They tried the bargain route last year with Sherfield and Hardy, and you know you got you got your result. The results were what the results are. You know, go figure. Trent Sherfield, not a real proven pass catcher in the league. Two balls hit him in the hands. Well, actually, one hit him in the bicep because he missed it so badly. Um, you know, it's just that's what you get. You know, there's no guarantee that a higher drafted, more talented guy is going to make one of those plays. And Diggs, by the way, misses one that's maybe the best thrown ball of the of the three. 
and can't come down with it, and he's your dude. So, um, but I, either way, they're just not going to be able to go shopping for a replacement for Davis uh, or or a potential heir apparent to Diggs as the number one dog on this team. They're going to draft him and hope they get it right. Hope they don't get Quentin Johnston. Hope they get, you know, Zay Flowers or, you know, I don't know, Jordan Addison even, although Flowers was the gem there. This year, I mean, he played. Yeah, they're, yeah both. I, I like both guys. Well, it's interesting to think about what even is the ceiling. If the Bills' plan, 803-0550 to join us if you like, if the Bills' plan is to replace Davis with somebody from the first round of the draft, how well can they rightfully expect that to go? Like, what is the what is the honest, objective, sort of likeliest outcome there for that guy? Is that 50 catches, maybe? Something like that. Um, you could look up those other guys. I don't know if they came in above that. Um, probably maybe one or two would have. Other rookies, I mean, like Tank Dell yeah. later on, and uh, Jaden Reed in the second round for Green Bay also looked dynamite. So it doesn't have to be the first round only. But if the Bills think, you know, we obviously we got to address this, all the things you said, can't spend big and free. We're not going to sign Mike Evans. So what about um, round one? What's good? It's almost like the Kincaid conversation right. again, you know, but you don't you don't have the, the limitations of that from last year because tight end is a different deal. You know, right. wide receiver, once in a while you get chases, rookie season or Jefferson's and you know, you can just celebrate forever. We, I, you know, I'd love to dream of them nailing it to that extent. Um, and obviously that's ideal is you get a guy that is just, Oh my God, we got a rock star and he's just unwrap him and he's ready to go. Great. I mean, I just, there, there's a chance that that happens because it does happen like you're saying, uh, and has happened in the league recently, but you know, it's more to me. I think I was earlier this week. I was talking about Rice, Rasheed Rice on on Kansas City. Um, not again, not a day one pick, right? Second round, mm-hmm. but a guy that you know. Oh, Kansas City's receivers, nobody can catch. Nobody's dependable. There's no chemistry. And by you know middle of the season, two thirds of the way through the season, it's like okay, that there he is. And I don't know what his final numbers end up being on the year, but. That so I don't know if it's fifty catches and however many touchdowns, but hopefully you can sort of I know this is going to sound muddle through with your receiving core. I'm not saying the team has to have would be muddling through, uh, but muddle through with your receiving core. And if the guy's right and and you coach him up right, it, eventually you get to a point in the season before it's too late where like okay, I there there it is. Maybe a little like Shakir ended up being this year, even though it was his second year. Like Shakir was not much, I didn't give him much thought at all when this year began. We were even talking about whether he'd make it because of Sherfield and Hardy being brought in. And like, is he going to be outgunned? He's a fifth round pick. See the odd man out here. And, you know, the season kind of started like that. Not that Sherfield and Hardy were smashing or anything, hardly at all. But Shakir just wasn't a part of it. And then eventually that changed. And now I feel like, you know, set it in stone. Like he's your slot receiver next year. I don't think there's any question about it. So much rides on digs. I, I was, I, I forgot to bring this up earlier. I thought about it early today. We talked to Sal yesterday. Season's over. No more round table. No Sal today. 
we we press on. Yesterday we talked to him, and I brought up like so. Are you available, Sal? Are you available for you know calls? The discourse here to be about moving on from Diggs. Like there'll be there'll be some faction of people who want that, and and will tell you that it's doable, and it, it technically is. I mean, it's not going to be easy in terms of the cap penalty to trade him or release him, whatever whatever that option would be. But it's not impossible to do it. So, like Sal, are you ready for that? Like, are, are, would you listen to that kind of a take? And he's like, I think you have to. And I respect that because I think maybe he put it just right that his numbers declined so severely and really just never got never bounced back enough. You, you kind of have to consider all your options. And so um, I think so, too. Now, maybe there is some crazy idea, a trade, or I guess that would be, where he's not on the team, but you're not looking like you're worse off. But man, that's hard I, to that's I, hard for me to foresee, which is a part of the reason why when we talked about, you and I talked about this earlier in the week, apart from sale, I'm like I think I'm going to be a real tough sell. Like the money is going to hurt you. And then you're we're already talking about what we need them to do to complement or supplement Diggs and eventually replace Diggs in the future if he's not here. And I, you know, I don't know what kind of what, what kind of way I'm getting a better receiver back in that scenario. I just don't think that's happening. And then, I, then where am I at receiver? Like I, I, I think, and and this, I do think it's interesting to talk about the the bet I would make if I were the Bills, because of all these things considered, is I just gotta I just gotta hope it. I just gotta hope we can figure it out. No, right, and hope that another guy makes him more available, like we hit on this guy and eventually like we get our money's worth out of paying him $27 million or whatever his cap number is. I know it's not his actual salary, but the cap number's up there. Um, I, I just, the need at the position, if they had the heir apparent, like if they had found their way to Zay Flowers, I know, I'm sorry, like that, that was my dude last year in the draft at receiver. I loved him. And so if they had found their way to him and he's on the team, then, okay, like I'm going to lose Davis, fine. Uh, I'll draft a replacement for him or maybe Justin Shorter or whatever because I know I've got a guy that looks like he's he's up to this. I do not have that guy, and so I'm stuck. I mean, I just I think Diggs is almost immovable for those reasons more than any other. Like I, I recognize the decline. I'd be scared about, you know, going into another year with him as my number one, but I just don't have any alternatives left at this point. And so I, I, I don't see any way that they move him. Even if they found the appetite to want to swallow hard on the money and deal with the dead cap and all that stuff, man, I just don't think. I think he's only out if he, if he forces his way right, out. If he does, if that, if that, that, that's why I think you've got to be open even to the conversation because that could happen. Um, I'm not predicting it will, but it, it could happen. So much depends on him then. Yeah. Because you need him to not be in decline. You need him to be better than this year. <laughs> that's a lot to ask, maybe. It, it could happen. I, th- I think there is some chance that 
they get someone else that is is a problem. That's the key to it. Um, like you want Diggs to be that guy, but maybe he can't be that guy anymore. That can just beat you no matter what. And there's got to be some, if there's too much focus on him and not enough respect to the other people out there, the other receivers out there, then no matter how good he is, you're going to be in for a struggle. You need someone else to make it work. And Kincaid, as as much as he had a fantastic rookie season, didn't seem to really provide that. Zay Flowers, who you mentioned a couple times this year for Baltimore, 77, 858, and 5. Jordan Addison for Minnesota, 70, 9, 10, and 10. 10 touchdowns for Addison. Uh, Kincaid was the Bills' version of that, picked shortly after both of those players in the first round in 2023, 73, 673, and 2. So you had catches, you're in very much the same ballpark, uh, but far less when it came to yards and, of course, touchdowns. So you'd need to see Kincaid play more of a downfield role mm-hmm. next year. Uh, but what what will that – what else will need to happen? 803-0550 to join us. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. Thanks for listening. This is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.